You're listening to The B-Side, a podcast of Blessed Hope Community Church. Hey, this is your host, Malia Lee, and I am joined today with uh, my co-host, Matt Hans. I get to be a co-host? You are always a co-host, Matt. Unless you're not here, then I guess you really can't be. Um, But today we are excited. We have a couple guests here. Uh, We have Lisa Martyr. Hello. And Elise Helzer. Hello. And um, so actually today we're going to kind of dive a little deeper um, into our current sermon series, Unspoken, which we've been talking about mental health. Um, And so why don't you guys go ahead and just kind of introduce yourselves. Tell us why you're here. We'll start with you, Elise. Uh, my name is Elise Helzer, and I'm here because Matt asked me to be. <laughs> um, I did, yes. I'm a mental health therapist. All right, cool. My name is Lisa Martyr. Um, I also got asked by Matt to be here. Uh, I live here in town. Um, I'm married to Eric. I'm not working currently, but I am an occupational therapist by trade, and I'm home with my boys. And my oldest boy, Dax, has Down syndrome, and so I have a little history with, you know, disability and that kind of mm-hmm. thing, and then um, I did a little bit of mental health work when I was going through clinicals oh, as cool. well. So. Okay, nice. So yeah, I think these, these guys were good invitations to make, because as we, as we start to tackle this, you know, we're, we're dealing on Sundays with broad strokes, right, as much as we can in a six-week series to talk about mental health and emotional health and, and how it intersects with Christian faith and all of those things. And so uh, to be able to talk just a little bit more practically about some things with, with uh, you know, Elise is somebody who practices um, this kind of work um, professionally, you know, Lisa, who's got some experience both professionally and then dealing with disabilities, um, you know, in her family. So I think this will just be just, just some good discussion, uh, things for all of us to know and remember and uh, just some wonderings. And if it prompts you know, people that are listening um, to have other bigger questions, um, then then hopefully it'll prompt them just to ask sure. because, yep. you know, those are things that we can specifically tackle yep. um, and, and help people work through. But um, as it is, I think if we just speak generally and, and just that that'll be helpful for mm-hmm. folks. Well, I know one thing that we've kind of forgotten to mention on Sunday mornings is that uh, we actually have a box out in the lobby area with um, cards. So if anybody has questions or there's things that maybe we haven't um, talked about or, or covered, um, that's a great place to submit questions or thoughts or, or whatever to us. So, Yeah, for sure. All right, so let's get started here. Um, so, Elise, I'm going to start with you. Um, how, just because you're the, the reigning professional here, I guess. The expert. The reigning professional. So <laughs> I don't know, like I there was Matt a, might have There was a role. battle royale, and <laughs> yes. she came out on top. Reigning. We can arm wrestle. Later. <laughs> you win. <laughs> yeah, I definitely wouldn't win that one. Um, so how do we best support people living with mental illness? I think um, that's something, you know, even personally, that it's just like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is something that, as I was listening to um, the sermon this last week, that really came to my mind was about the caregivers, right? Because we're dealing with the people that have the direct lived experience with the mental illness, but then we're also the family, um, be it you know, a parent of an adult child really struggling or a minor child, a spouse, um, things like that. We really um, 
we want to make sure that we're paying attention to the caregivers as well and that they need a lot of support and maybe their own therapy to look at ways of making sure they're supporting without enabling. Right. Right. Um, so I think it, it's one of those, it's a really broad question. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's, you know, you mentioned here like checking in or how or how often. I think it's all those things. And I think it is paying attention to, you know, not only is my family member or am I okay, but um, checking in with them and how are they mm -hmm. and what that might look like. Is there a difference, do you think, with someone in your life that has some sort of mental illness, um, if they uh, are seeking help or treatment for it versus someone who knows that this is an issue and they're you know, on medication or sure. talking to someone or whatever it is, like do you, are those situations handled differently? Absolutely, and I think you definitely have a challenge when you have perhaps a person that doesn't really accept or, or sure. is uh, kind of aware of what they're dealing with or that they have a mental illness that they are struggling with. And I think that is definitely a different approach because until they're ready and until they see that they are struggling to the point that they need to go get help, it's not gonna be uh, very productive to, right. get, to try and force that right. with them. Yeah, I think we, we kind of, I, I think in week one, I mean, I think we, we acknowledged a couple things. I mean, at least you might know the, the research better than I do, but I think uh, that, that the LifeWay stuff told us that, is it 50% of, of folks with, with mental illness just don't, don't believe they have it, don't <laughs> think that, that there's anything going on, or that it's, that it's more than just a case of, of the downsies or the blues right. or the whatever else. I know I said right. downsies. downsies. That's, I know. <laughs> I mean, Listen, coming from the guy who doesn't know why we hung a basket on the wall. As soon as I said it, I felt weird. So I, I want to acknowledge that up front. Like, that, that was wrong. So let me try again. <laughs> Um, but, but I think, you know, we talk to people that, that are like, oh, I'm just down, I'm blue, mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I just, I'm having a sad day or whatever. The sad day turns into right. a season. Yep. You know, Christians, we're great at, we, you know, like labeling things like, oh, that's a season. It's just this season of life yes. or that. But, but at some point, it's bigger than that. But if people don't know, you know, that, that, gets, that gets really difficult. Yeah, or like um, if, you know, somebody has really severe anxiety and they don't recognize that that is what it is, um, you know, that can be really challenging to try and tap into that. And we, I think it's compounded by being in a rural area. Um, we're kind of uh, of the mind of like, just, you know, pick up your bootstraps and figure it out and be tough around here. Yeah, and I think Because we're that, Iowans and that's what right. we do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why? And Why is that know. what Iowans do? I just I feel like understand. that's been like, be into us. It's the you farmer know? mentality. Yeah, it is yeah. very much a farm yeah. kind of rural um, mentality that you just, you just figure it out and you don't need to yep. get help and you don't need to to even think about that there's a bigger problem there mm -hmm. so what what advice would and and i think like I said, we covered this broad strokes in in the the first sermon in the series but so what advice would we give somebody if you're talking if you're talking to um to jim mm -hmm. and 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 jim's spouse or or you know something just doesn't believe that there's something bigger going on than mm -hmm. just the way they feel in the moment. It's just one of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would we give Jim to tell him, like, look, here, here's how you hang in there. Here's how you, here's how you help without making it worse. Here's how you kind of dig in. Like, like, what's some practical advice we would say to Jim? Um, I think Jim... By the way, I made Jim up. Like, yeah. I don't... I don't <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think Jim, Jim, if you're listening, I, I wasn't talking about you <laughs> in particular. Okay. I would recommend to Jim to, to get informed. 
right, okay. to figure out what he's dealing with. If it's looking at books, if it's going to talk to a counselor himself to kind of process through and problem solve what's going on um, to kind of get that information. Because once you know what you're dealing with, then you can start to look at strategies of how to support them, how to talk to them, how to ask them questions about what they're going through. Sure. Yeah, because if you don't know what's going on, they don't know what's going on. There are a whole lot of people that don't know what's going on. <laughs> so at least in, in your professional work, is that is that something that you are able to do on, on a, a regular basis, or do people just not that frequently take advantage of the ability to make an appointment for themselves and um, ask questions? I think it kind of depends. I get a lot of referrals like from people's um, primary care, okay. right? Like they go to the doctor for something else, and then, oh, by the way, this is going on, and then the doctor's like, maybe you should talk to somebody. Um, it's not very often that people just call out of the blue, potentially. Sure. Okay. Um, but maybe they're doing some Googling or researching, and then they're like, well, I want to know more. Okay. Is there an opportunity for self-referral? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it always had to be referred by yeah, your, and your primary doctor. Or it something. would depend on the service, but for just general outpatient therapy, you do not need a referral. Awesome. So how much, Lisa, you know, in your experience, and I know Down syndrome is a little different than, mm -hmm. than we're talking about with mental and emotional health, but disability mm -hmm. and difficulty, how much research did you do? Um, I mean, wow. I, maybe you still do, but, but initially at least. Oh, I rem well, okay, so I had a little bit of background because, since, like I say, with occupational therapy, you study the full age span. Um, I knew from the get-go I did not want to work with pediatrics. I like kids. And so then when I had a child with Down syndrome, I was like thinking God played a funny one on me because he's like, ha, you should have listened a little more. Um, so I felt like I had to start over to some degree. Um, oh, gosh, I got, I think I got seven books when I was pregnant, and I read all seven. Mm -hmm. Did I absorb any of that? No, probably not. <laughs> because I am a planner, though, and it was the unknown, and it was scary. And so I knew just from my educational knowledge that you do you have to get informed because yeah. when you're informed it's mm -hmm. not as scary but Dax has taught me a lot of lessons in his short little five years mm -hmm. um, so there's always opportunity for improvement there's always opportunity to grow more and to just be a little bit more accepting and not feeling like that you always have to change everything mm -hmm. either so You know, I, I wonder, like, we talk about that, like, so, so you with Dax, um, I'd imagine people ask you a lot of questions about Dax. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I, you know, I think you, you translate that to, you know, if you've, if you've got your own mental health issues or you've got somebody in your family that, you know, people are always wanting to check in and ask, is that helpful? Is it not helpful? Like, like is, is that okay with you? How do you prefer that to be done? How often? It is. Um, it is. Just the basic, how are you doing? You know, that just starts as a general question. Mm -hmm. And it it's just refreshing to know that there's someone there, even if they're not asking to come in and be like, I want to clean your house or I want to take over and do this for you. Just that checking in because, you know, like I had said, I, I'm home now um, with my boys, but I stayed home because of Dax. So it took my identity and it literally flipped it upside down and... Mm -hmm. I struggled myself a lot, and mm -hmm. I knew about depression and things, but it wasn't, and I'm, I'm going to open and share, that it wasn't until I went into Allie um, LaGrange and said, I have a sinus infection, and then 10 minutes later, it turned into just a sob fest of, like, something's mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. Um, 
because it is, like I say, it turned my world up and mm-hmm. all of my caring was, was put into him. And so just those basic words of how are you doing or how can I help yep. is so important. I mean, I think that's important for people to know, again, practically, as we reach out to people that struggle mm-hmm. and, and that know they struggle, or we reach out to people who care for those that struggle. I mean, it's sometimes it feels like the elephant in the room, right? Like mm-hmm. we don't want to bring it up. We don't want to ask about it. Right. We don't want to be annoying yeah. mm-hmm. um, or nosy or whatever. But I, I like the question, yeah. how are you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what but can we I do? still want people to know that, gosh, we are thinking about yeah. them. And so it's like, yeah, how do you well, tread there? And the question, the question, yeah. how are you doing? Well, that puts that puts the privilege of sharing and what and how much. Like I think about, you know, you know in your example, um, that puts that puts the ball in Lisa's court about how much you choose to share at this mm-hmm. time. Like maybe I'm not in a place where, um, right. you know, so so maybe the question isn't like, hey, let's talk about your bipolar, and <laughs> and all, but <laughs> but like, how are you feeling? What's going on? You know, what's what's yeah. happening in your life yeah. right now? You know, it gives you the, the the privilege to share if you want to. Right. Yeah. And I think that you bring up a really important point, which is you were grieving. Mm-hmm. in yeah. a different way. Mm-hmm. And w- we always kind of think of grief and loss as associated with, you know, one thing, and it's not. It's yeah. transition. It's, you know, grieving, you know, that pregnancy you had expected and right. all those things Absolutely. that, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the career you had anticipated mm-hmm. and just everything changing mm-hmm. is a grieving process. And yeah. we do want to be more mindful about checking in with people and, and just being present with them in a different way yeah. um, and acknowledging that grief, whatever that looks like. Yeah. And I know, I mean, mental health is scary. No one wants to talk about it because, like we had mentioned earlier, that you suck it up and you're fine um, because, you know, you think medication is a Band-Aid or counseling shows that you're weak. Mm-hmm. And the more people avoid it and tipped away from it, the more stigma it puts on it. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into not even identifying who that person is anymore. It's, oh, they're, they're the one those people or that kind of person who's like that I don't know how to deal with that and Mm -hmm. and really then you've just completely isolated them so are they going to share anymore no probably not like it's easier for them to shut down and and withdraw they already feel alone enough as it is let alone being put there right yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I think too it's dangerous um even when we just have regular neutral conversations Mm -hmm. Uh, because I think the way that we talk and the things that we say and Mm -hmm. Um, the attitude that we project, even if it's not even something that's that we feel like is super serious, um, but it's going to communicate sometimes more than we hope it will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we don't know everybody's life right. inside and out. I mean, boundaries are a real thing, and that's 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 a, <laughs> that's a good thing, right? Like, not everybody knows everything about everybody. Right. Um, and so, like, I didn't know Lisa until we talked uh, and, and kind of prep for this that. That, that you had struggled with depression and were taking mm-hmm. antidepressants and, and mm-hmm. those things. And so, you know, I can only imagine if I had said some things that that were just in passing and just even mm-hmm. meant to be silly or, mm-hmm. or, or just whatever, because I, I would have never just known that that was something that you right. struggled with. Right. Yeah. Because boundaries are real. And again, that's, that's, I mean, that's fine. It's just that could have hindered our relationship. It could have done some damage to, to just, just our ability to, to you know, be brothers and sisters in Christ on an effective Absolutely. level, and mm-hmm. and then also for your own mental health. I mean that that could have gone poorly, and so I think people need to remember, even in neutral times, even when mm-hmm. they don't think they're having that conversation. Right. Yeah. 
in light of the fact that the stigma exists, yeah. right. that oftentimes we're having that conversation even when we didn't mean to yeah. or yeah. didn't know about it. Absolutely. And paying attention to those cues, right? Like people give us sometimes little cues and we can just kind of skate right by them. Like, yep, yeah, well, well, good to see you. You know, whatever that is. And if we really tune in and pay attention or go later, even if we think about it later, send them a text or, or check in later about, you know, when you said this, I wonder. You know, yeah. is there more? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there something I can pray for you about? Or, you know, kind of checking in that way and really just being attentive to that. Well, and a lot of times, I think even the, the invitation, you know, um, and, and it doesn't always work. You know, I'm not going to ask Lisa out for coffee. Um, but Malia, you know, would do that and it would be a non-issue. Or I would ask, you know, Eric out, you know, like if there's something in, in that, mm -hmm. that conversation, that cue, it's like, you know what, we don't... We don't, we don't do coffee. We paint together. You paint together. Fair enough. Oh, um, I, never, I guess I haven't got that invite. Have you got that invite? I have <laughs> not. To paint together? Uh, paint, coffee. I, I, you painted her office. Oh, wait. I thought you were saying you and Matt. Oh, <laughs> no, no. I've just ruined this whole thing. No. Uh, oh, yeah. No, we paint together. I was going to yes, say that. Yes. And we're going on a Hobby Lobby run soon, yes, too. Fair yes. enough. Uh, but no, I mean, I think, I think sometimes it, it's not even, you know, we feel this pressure of like, okay, well, what do I do next? What do I do? Yeah. Sometimes it's, I, I think we said this week one of the series, right? Yeah. Like, like worry less about all of that and just deepen the relationship. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and maybe it's reciprocated. Maybe it's a no thanks. Okay. No harm, no foul. But, but if mm -hmm. you can deepen the relationship, then, mm -hmm. you know, you'll get there and, and, and just your, your willingness will, will probably yeah. provide a lot of help anyway. I mean, it's just basic discipleship, really. Yeah. I mean, because that's... Yeah. And right. I, I should clarify. I didn't mean I wasn't going to invite Lisa out for coffee because I don't like her, but <laughs> but probably in this scenario... Well, men, now I know men, why I've never been invited. Men invite men. Women invite women. Yes. That's, that's, yes. So, yes. We, like, we're tracking with you. Okay, good. I mean, I didn't want you to think like, well, man, he really doesn't like me. No, that wasn't it at all. Okay, all right, moving on. Oh, my gosh. Well, and uh, I, <laughs> can I just add to that? Yeah, like, please do. Um, yeah, that's why you're here. Oh, yeah. thank You've you. You've got the expertise. Yeah. Right. Waiting. Um, my husband is a, a Iraq and Afghanistan war veteran, and they get a lot of attention around certain holidays, you know, certain days and events, and you know, people will thank you for your service and checking in. But it's really those day to day, like, how mm, are you? What do you yeah. need? Do you want to go? You know, golf or you know, whatever it is to really kind of maintain that connection. Because um, they're used to the attention certain times of the year. And sure. then kind of just being avoided or um, absorbed, if you will, in just like mm -hmm. the day-to-day, -day, the mm -hmm. rest of the time. So those are people I think we want to really also pay attention to our, our local veterans and, and people that may appear to be fine and normal because they've been trained to do that. But right. that it's a struggle. Yep. Yeah. So um, how do we best take care of ourselves when we're struggling with these emotional and mental health issues? Oh, can I tell you what I don't think the answer should be? Yeah. Okay, I don't think the answer should be stop drinking so much coffee. <laughs> Did someone tell you that? Take a walk, <laughs> get some sunshine, or stop eating gluten. Like, I mean, those are four things like, that I have heard <laughs> in passing conversations about like, well, we just could try these things. Mm -hmm. And look, I, look yes, There's I could value stand, in some of those I things. could stand yeah. to go for a yeah. walk, right? <laughs> I, right. Sunshine is nice. Um, I don't, I'm not even sure what gluten is, but I have a feeling it's everything delicious yeah. and coffee is 
is a must. But but I mean, I like mm-hmm. like I get those. Hey, that might help a little. Mm-hmm. But I think when we throw those things out as solutions, it's flip. It's frustrating. It's it, it kind of devalidates. Yeah. Um, that's not a word, is it? Invalidate. Sure. Invalidates. Thank Ooh. you. Yeah. See? Raining. 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 Um, it invalidates what I feel and, and the significance of it. And it's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just stop drinking coffee then. Then I'll never struggle with depression or anxiety again. Thank you for that, that helpful hint. Like, <laughs> like it just, be a, don't just be a giant jerk. <laughs> you just took every inch of my being so, and crushed I mean, it. I don't know. <laughs> Give him back the coffee. Well, it's, it's my mental health or yours. Yeah. So. <laughs> but, but I mean, honestly, I think, I, I, so I, I mean, I think there are some things that we can talk about, but before we do, like, like. I just I want to encourage people not to oversimplify. Yep. Um, because right. I think that it it does more harm than good, and it's meant to be so helpful. Oh sure. Right. Yeah. It's meant to be. Well, yep. I read this or I heard this. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like well-meaning people. I remember Carrie and I yeah. having this conversation about somebody that got cancer, and she's like, "Well, they just need to stop drinking Diet Mountain Dew." <laughs> yeah. Like you know, maybe that'll help, <laughs> but they probably also need to go to the doctor and, yeah. you know, have like, like, but I get it. It's like, it's like, no, I, I, but I read this study that says it, all of it's fine and helpful advice and tricks and tips are all good. But, but sometimes, I don't know, it just, it just feels like, um, those are harmful things. And when I used to do counseling, I'm not raining anymore. Um, <laughs> that's, that's at least, but when I used to do that, that was one of the things that people came into my office with quite frequently when they struggled with anxiety or depression mm-hmm. was, just feeling overwhelmed and frustrated that they've tried all these things that people had been telling them and yeah. it wasn't working yet. So, I don't know. You, you. Yeah, and it can feel very trite. Yeah, right? you're, you're like, probably, I mean, you're probably over there sitting there thinking, you know, yeah, get away from the gluten. <laughs> well, never mind. Um, it's a whole separate <laughs> podcast. It is. I can talk about holistic health and what that means. But um, I think you identify something really important and again, it's never just one answer of how we help or support, but you know, they, there's really some research in progress being made in substance abuse and how that impacts people. And they're starting to kind of relabel it instead of addiction as chronic comfort seeking. Ooh. And when we think about the antidote or what seems to be really impactful for people with substance use in their recovery and preventing relapse, it's connection. And so I think we can apply that to all areas of um, social emotional health is that oftentimes the solution or the support to help is connection Mm. you know and it's not just one thing or or gluten although it can't (laughs) hurt Um, eating your feelings but yeah when we talk about feelings taste like donuts yeah Yeah. but when we talk about chronic comfort seeking isn't that what we're doing a lot of the time right if it's food if it's isolating if it it can be um, working out too much Mm -hmm. it can be um, again, substances or things that we shouldn't be using. Um, Why so. are you laughing and looking at me? I don't. That makes me feel uncomfortable. Because you just did this massive nod. Like, like oh yeah, yep, working out too yep, much. Yep, that's, that's an me. issue. Not a problem I have either. But um, I think when we start to reframe these things, is, is the the symptoms and behaviors are you know um, identifying a, a deeper root cause that oftentimes the way to tap into and help. Mm-hmm. bring people through that and I don't mean out right um, that's, that's important. bringing people yeah. through that is that connection because you know you can have a, a bout of low mood and, and depressive kind of episode 
and I would kind of liken it to when we get a cold, right? You're gonna have a cold for seven to 10 days mm -hmm. and you can take vitamin C and mm -hmm. stop eating gluten um, and maybe get over it a little quicker. But you'll be sadder the whole time. <laughs> you will. And you will recover from that cold and there may be things you can do to prevent that cold from happening again, but you can never guarantee that you're never gonna get a cold again. Right. And, and our emotional health is very much kind of that way. Mm. Um, I love that. That it's, mm -hmm. it, it's going to, there will be just periods of time mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. the, the symptoms will increase or that we will um, feel, you know, kind of heightened mm -hmm. with those things. Mm -hmm. And so we can't necessarily protect against it. We can do things to prepare for right. and, and work through. But um, you can't just say like, oh, yeah, I'm done with that. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those things where, um, you know, God doesn't promise to to heal us necessarily from, you know, the things that we struggle with this side of eternity. But, you know, one thing I keep thinking about is, you know, with the things that I struggle with personally is um, those struggles, like, constantly mm -hmm. draw me back to God. Yeah. And so they suck <laughs> in the midst of them. But I think sometimes there is something to be said for them because, man, I... It, it's humbling, and it, it just, I, you can't even, I don't even know how to explain it. There is some value in embracing the suck, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. we say that, we talk about it, yeah. and it, it makes zero sense, mm -hmm. but there is some value in acknowledging it and embracing yep. it, but I think Christianity has gone, you know, and, and it's this whole, it's this whole health and wellness and, and prosperity gospel thing. Right. Uh, but then there's also the other end of the spectrum, which is so problematic too. So you're on this end and you're like, you know what? This is your life. Suck it up. Mm -hmm. It's going to be terrible. Heaven will be great. Just deal. You know, that's not biblical. No. You know, that's, that's not freedom yeah. and fullness in Christ and, yeah. and, 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 you know, biblical community and hope that's none of that mm -hmm. but then on the other end there's the oh well you're a christian and you're made new in christ and so you have victory over everything so you're over it now and that's right. not helpful either no. so mm -hmm. i mean there is this there's this middle ground that we right. have to navigate you know as yeah. christians right. that you know what there is opportunity for growth and health mm -hmm. but there is mm -hmm. suck sometimes that yeah. we have to deal with and even embrace as yeah. part of our growth and our health I think Erica in her video on Sunday kind of touched on that a little bit about, you know, how to be a Christian and, and still have these struggles and it just, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we talked about it a little bit at our roundtable that we did is the fact that um, faith and sadness can live together. Like yeah. it's not separate, you know, and, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people struggle with is, um, we are not comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And so even just how to support that person who's struggling is sitting with and being with them in their discomfort and that empathy for that, even mm -hmm. if we can't totally relate or understand it, but just being with them in that place, I think is yeah. really important. Yeah. Oh, let's see here, moving on. So um, when helping those with mental health issues, um, what do we do when it gets beyond uh, what we're capable of, when we, we know this is something that's kind of bigger than us? And, and there's, like, legit worry going on, either for ourselves or for someone in our lives. So we're all going to look at each other. Yeah, like, I don't, know, I don't do have the answer to that. Question? <laughs> so maybe the answer to that question is acknowledging, yeah, that's a tough space yeah. to yeah. live in. yeah. Well, and if we're talking about, like, suicide, um, I think sometimes people think, oh, if I ask them, I'm going to give them ideas, 
Right, and and we're, you're never going to put that idea in somebody's head, and it's right. totally okay to go, are you thinking about suicide? Have you thought about hurting yourself? Um, and, and kind of really going there, because they may or may not be honest with you, but then you've opened the door hmm. that you're not afraid right. to kind of approach that with them. Um, and so it is totally um, okay to, if you're worried about that or you're worried about that person's safety, to ask them directly. Right. Uh, are there resources mm -hmm. for people out there? Where do we where do we go? Locally here, um, we have Foundation Two. Um, there is a suicide hotline that people can call. We also have um, a crisis line and mobile crisis where they can come out in Benton County. They can be here within an hour or two okay. um, if there's a situation going on, and they bring out usually a team of two mobile um, crisis counselors that can diffuse whatever's going on in the moment and then provide resources and referral for ongoing support okay okay maybe we can i don't know if you have i don't have things. them no and i sh um, as soon as we sat down i thought i should have brought yeah those. no that's okay D mm -hmm. email and then we Perfect. can put them on our, put it on our resource yeah. page yeah that's yeah. good that's good information to have and i i think the reason i asked this question too is, is because i think oftentimes um especially when we're talking about self-harm right if somebody's going to hurt themselves i don't want that yeah you know, I mean, this sounds bad. Like, not only do I not want them to hurt themselves, but even more than that, like, you know, I don't want to be the one that could have stopped it. And then, but then that very quickly turns into there are no clear boundaries and, and everything gets muddied and, and it's just, it's not healthy for anybody. And so I think, you know, the question of like, what do I do? And so it's nice to know that in that, look, it doesn't have to be me, right? There's referrals that can be made. Yeah of trained people that can figure this out yep. and decide next steps. And especially when it's somebody that, that, you know, I'm trying to dig into and build a relationship with and, and, mm -hmm. you know, because relationships matter. And I, so it's nice to know that there's some alternatives. Yeah, absolutely. And also, um, you know, just that you don't have to, to tackle that alone. You know, you can look up the signs and things to work, you know, look for online or, you know, um, to get information to kind of know what to watch for, but also that if you're worried, to contact a professional and somebody that can kind of walk you through this is what you can or, or can't do and how you can help. Perfect. All right, cool. Yeah. So Lisa, um, I know that uh, you are, are, you've been a member here for a long time. You are plugged in. You have struggled personally, familially with some of these things. Is there anything that you'd, you know, throw out advice to people or anything before, before we wrap up? Nothing like putting you on the spot. Right. Um, <laughs> I think, no, I think um, just the, all the things that we talked about, don't, don't look at them just like I would not want you to look at Dax and just see Down syndrome. Right. I don't want you to look at, you know, random people that you walk or see in the community. You know, it's always easy to think, oh, it's other people that have mental health issues. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, no, I'm sure your butcher at the meat market. I'm yep. sure the... Your pastor. I'm sure your pastor. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. maybe a doctor that you've seen somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's it's okay. And that's the thing is just ending that stigma. And is it going to stop tomorrow? No, it's mm -hmm. not. Right. But being open about it, I think, is the best way for... Um, kind of desensitizing it, and it's the best way for healing, too. Um, I never wanted to talk about it. Some, a lot of people who are close to me don't even know that I've struggled with depression. They do now. And now they do. <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, so, it. I don't know. It just, like, like Malia said, it just brings that, just think of them as your brother or sister in Christ, and then mm -hmm. that's going to 
bring you back to that Christian perspective and and there's there isn't that opportunity for judgment and yeah, that's a good word. I, I guess I would say this too. So one, just thank you guys for being here. This yeah. is, I mean, this is out of your wheelhouse. This is right in the middle of a day when you've got other things to do. So thanks for taking the time. But I'd also, um, you know, I'm thinking about Erica. You mentioned Erica and, and her mm -hmm. video and, and Tim and Marilyn and Lisa as we'll get to unpack those in future other, weeks. Lisa. Um, as we do that, I, I just, I, that's so helpful too for, you know, people to be able yeah. to just to be honest and say, hey, yeah. I'll go ahead and lead in this way by saying, I struggle. Yeah, that's or why here, we had our staff round table. You, you know, know and, and so that's, yeah. just, that's just really critically important. And so I, I just, you know, I assume they're listening at some point. So thanks for that, guys, yeah. and, and uh, yeah. for, for being able to share that stuff. Right. Thank you guys for being here. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening.